really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking jog, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walcha from Cali Comfort Barbecue, and we are recording above the butcher shop here in Spring Valley at Valley Farm Market. And we're here with my man, Derek Marceau. How are we doing today? Today is awesome. Today is a very, very awesome day, Sean. It's we're a humbling a day. Very humbling day, very exciting day for us. Um, we got to experience something earlier in the week that uh, I, I don't get impressed too often, but I was uh, very, very impressed with uh, what we got to see. Yeah, I think uh, you know this is a business and marketing podcast. It's behind the smoke. Uh, we're just so fortunate that Barbecue has opened up so many different doors for Derek and I to interview people in the sports entertainment business, people that are opening up a barbecue restaurant, uh, people in catering, people that own Mexican restaurants, um, people that we admire uh, in the industry. And because of uh, Ari Siegel, uh, who was the president of the Gulls. Big shout out to Ari, too. Shout out to Ari. Love Ari, man. Esports. Just fucking just doing his thing, doing great. He, he He's always going to be on top. The, way, the way that guy thinks. No, no matter what he does. I love the way that guy thinks. No matter what he does, he's going to be on top. But he... Uh, He's been listening to the podcast, which for someone as busy as he is to take the time to uh, listen to our podcast with Scott Kaplan and uh, Ernie Hahn and all the people that we've been fortunate to interview, uh, it means a lot. And he said, he kept telling me uh, week over week that we had to have Bruce Howard uh, on this podcast. And I said, well, who's Bruce Howard? He says, this guy is a legend, F&B legend uh, from... He has just his background is immaculate, and he he actually has our blood type. And on this podcast, we talk about blood type, and you got to have hospitality in your blood, and you you got to be willing to work for it, and it's a long long term play. And you and we we joke about it, but that's a a, a word that no one likes to hear nowadays. That that four letter dirty word that work. You know, no one likes to work, and and as you can see, what what he's done is is just work so hard to build what he's built, and you know we're. Uh, proud to to have you guys here today so yeah thank you guys so much for coming um so we have bruce howard the general manager of valley view casino and hotel and we also have howard silver uh vp of food and beverage uh we got to spend some significant time earlier this week and get a behind the behind the smoke tour and uh we just can't wait wait to share what these guys have going on because you know, it's for a one-unit restaurant and for a butcher shop. We we focus on quality. We focus on details. But when you have to scale it at the size of a casino and hotel, um, it's beyond impressive. So, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. We're thrilled to be here. Appreciate so, the invite. They even came bearing gifts. I know. This, I mean, look like, at this. Always dude. come bearing gifts. We yeah. have we have buffet passes. We have these amazing swag bags. We have Valley View shirts. I mean, yeah. I mean, in so you know the value of those buffet. I mean, oh. it, it exceeds the monetary value on it. I mean, yes. What we saw when we went up there, like I said, it was just so exciting. Um, sometimes when you hear the word buffet, it has a negative condensation with it because you go to some of these buffets and they're just giving out really, really low quality stuff, just trying to feed the masses. What I saw there was something I was so impressed with. What what you're doing there, Howard? I, I can't tell you enough. 
you know, we, we think we're, we're doing a big sometimes. We're so micro yeah, compared to the, the macro <laughs> level of what you guys are doing. So kudos to you for uh, what you guys do over there, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's like you said, it's in our blood. Yeah. yeah. Either you love this business or you won't survive because it takes a lot of heart and dedication to be successful. Sure. And you tell us a little bit about your background, how you uh, got to where you are today. Um, I was a graduate of Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. After that, I went to work for Hilton Hotels. I was with them for about 13 years at seven different locations, uh, crossing the country back and forth. Opening gave me some opportunities to open up a large casino in Laughlin, Nevada, uh, Flamingo. Um, so that was a great project. Um, after leaving the Reno market, uh, it was my last destination with Hilton. I uh, went to a company named Ameristar Casinos. And I worked for them for seven and a half years as a corporate vice president for all the restaurants and culinary operations. Um, after that, I got invited to come visit Valley View, and uh, I really liked what I, you know, got to see. And you know, where I can, I had the privilege of working at every location I worked at is quality first, and you know that's not something you find in you know a lot of these corporations. They're they're running everything from a true P&L standpoint. We do, of course, we have to watch figures. We have to be, you know, responsible. But we're always making decisions based off quality first. Sure. Yeah, quality is expensive. And until you get down to the details, uh, you don't realize how expensive it is once you start spending those dollars for quality produce. I mean, you showed us the fruit bowl that you were sending out, you know, at BLDs and some people wouldn't understand what that means, but you have to actually buy quality produce, seasonal quality produce, uh, to make that happen. And if you don't do that, then you're buying pre-cut fruit, uh, and it's just not even close to the same. Yeah, we have uh, fresh berries uh, all year round. We're probably the only buffet in the world that has berries 365 days. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that, that there showed me, you know, one of the many examples on our tour, your guys' commitment to quality. Uh, so when did you run into Bruce? Uh, Bruce and I got to work together uh, in, with Ameristar in St. Louis. Uh, we worked together for about a year and a half, and uh, I, we kind of split part. But then we got to rejoin forces at uh, Valley View. And how, did he come and find you? So how how does it work in the? In, is, is he's it always like, is behind like the scenes all... helping everybody. That's Build, a, that's building a, relationships. Yeah, that's Bruce's uh, legacy. He uh, he's helped a lot of people with their careers. He stays in contact. He's a great friend, great mentor. Uh, coach, and, and he, you know, he's he's just one of us where he he looks to grow everyone, but at the same time he he's so respectful and, and you know he he understands loyalty and trust. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something I would imagine that Bruce saw on you. You know, with the quality, everything you're doing, being able to bring that added value to a place like value view is something big because i think you guys i mean I, i'm i don't know what you guys do but I, I would imagine you're trying to create this experience for the consumer so they want to keep coming in right it's not just about um you know feeding them but giving them that experience where they see it you know everything like i said when we went there in that buffet everything was just dialed in the way they uh plate of the asparagus i mean people don't understand but i mean how you guys would cross it those little things yeah. they make a big difference you know and, and for for me i could see that right away and then it shows that you guys just care about those details those details are what makes everything go you know and the detail the quality detail to presentation <clears throat> um 
Is that something you guys really, really push there? A thousand percent. We we try to go through you know exploration on new dishes. We do nothing hits the buffet until we kind of go through it multiple times. Make sure it's the right product we want to put in front of our guests. We want to make sure everything's well received. Portion control. You know, portion control is always <laughs> important. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to remember we're feeding the masses, so we need to make sure that we can hit all those cues sure. and say, okay, there's so much food here that you, nobody could ever consume everything at one time, so you want to come back. Right. No, that's how I was. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm on this, uh, doing this intermittent fasting and watching my sugar and carb intake and, you know, going through it. There are so many different, I mean, I could have my, uh, there's artichoke salad, there's asparagus, there's broccolini, there was salads, there's every type of different salad I wanted. I'm like, I really want to just go back right now and just go eat even more. I mean, that's that's what's important. You know, you have a guy like me who, I would drive an hour with my wife to go eat there. Sure. And I'm not even kidding you. It was, yeah. it was that impressive. And that's our goal. That's what we strive for every day. You know, like we said, every there's other casinos out there. They have mm-hmm. some slot machines and they have table games. But our point of difference is hospitality and food and beverage quality. That's so, where we stand out. Bruce, tell us your, your background. I mean, you, you've, you've seen it and uh, very few people get to where they are like you have um, without doing exactly what we just talked about, which is, you know, being a coach, being a mentor. Uh, we talk a lot about entrepreneurial people, you know, taking the leap to you know, actually start their own business. But sometimes taking that leap isn't always just to start your own business. It's to follow a leader to a new location. And you've built your reputation by find, surrounding yourself with quality people and finding quality people in the business um, to help you with whatever your project is moving forward. So t- tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Glad you had a good time up there. We had a blast. I'm just very fortunate enough to have found a business that I truly love. I mean, that's what they all our parents tell us when we're kids. Doesn't matter what you do, find something you love. Finished up University of Florida in the early 70s, and a friend of mine was opening some restaurants. I had this banking and finance degree thing and was going to head over to Europe and be some kind of banker and all <laughs> It's a summer, Bruce, can you help me open these restaurants, which became a big chain of restaurants in South Florida called the Sea Shanty. We ended up in Miami and Lauderdale, about seven of them. So a summer turned into 10 years at the Sea Shanty, kind of the operations person over the chain. They were getting sold, so it was time for my wife and I to decide what do we want to do. My parents had always taken us to Las Vegas. Actually, a good friend of mine was the son of one of the first owners of Vegas, the Perlman family. Scott Perlman was a good friend of mine, so was used to Vegas, had gone there probably once a year or so as a kid, and my wife and I said, why don't we, you know, we're young, we just got married. Now we're married 35 years last month. Congratulations, that's awesome. We went to Vegas. Without a job, put my resume around and just fortunately got hired as an assistant manager of room service at Caesars Palace in 84. Spent 10, 11 years at Caesars growing up to be the director of food and beverage, which was a fantastic job. Just loved every minute of it. I mean, from the fight nights, Hagler Hearns, Leonard. Wow. We were there when uh, Tyson bit. Holyfield's oh, here, no. the fan man. I that, was about 10 feet away from that. Wow. Oh, that, food and that's, beverage that's played when a, fight night was fight oh, night. It was a fight night. That, food and beverage played a big role peak. in that. So we would work about a week with the Budweiser's and everywhere. We had to set up 40 bars and all the food. But the best thing about that, everything stopped selling when the main event started. 
So all of us, all the workers, yeah. got sure. to go watch the main event. And awesome. I literally was 10 feet away when this guy on the parachute came in for wow. those who no don't way. know about Fan Man. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's all over YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. My guess is he'd be shot down by snipers now well, if we'll, that happened. But Everything we talk about, we put in the show notes. We'll put a link to Fan Man because it's that... Uh, it's, yeah. a histor- it's a historic event, and the fact that it was caught on camera and now it can be shared through YouTube is pretty pretty cool. The famous uh, ear-biting incident. Yeah. Right. And I remember security, they were beating this guy with their walkie-talkies. <laughs> Nobody carried arms or anything right. back then. So 11 fantastic years at Caesars, without a doubt, as a young person in the business, felt like I'm getting a free education at Harvard of gaming. Sure. And they're paying me to do this. I mean, it was just a fantastic 11 years. Did you have any mentors there? People I that did. Kind of Terry Lanny, for sure. Yeah. And Reno you- Armini, who was my vice president of food and beverage. He let me pretty much run the day-to-day operation. We had 2,000 people just in food and beverage at Caesars. 2,000 people. Terry Lanny was the COO and maybe somewhat of the Steve Wynn of his time. Terry uh, passed away quite a few years ago, but... Yeah, a lot of what he taught me and a lot of the sayings are things that I've carried with me for 35 years. And Howard knows the most famous one. <laughs> Terry Lanny would always do an orientation for all the leaders of the company, separate. Those that are going into management, he'd come out and meet us. And the first thing he would say to everybody, this business is really a simple business. Don't make more of it than it is. It's all about cleanliness and friendliness. So go. those two wow. words have followed me everywhere. Whoever's the cleanest, whoever's the friendliest will win in the end. And he told me that in 1984. Wow. So it's now 33 years later. It, res- it resonates today. It, well, no Howard hears it every day. We no, say it at every No meeting. matter where you go in the world. And yes. that cleanliness, friendliness, that's, that's all not there. just front of the house. That's when it, when it gets to the back of the house, then you know you've got a real something special going on. Yep, absolutely. So... We're 95, Caesars is changing hands, and it is changing a little bit, not the Caesars I grew up with, so decided to venture out in my career. Spent some time in Mesquite, Nevada as a vice president, spent some time in Vicksburg, Mississippi, spent some time in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and St. Charles, Missouri, where I met up with Howard. And then an old friend of mine, the vice president formerly of gaming, a gentleman by the name of Rick Richards in 2003 called me in Missouri. And like Howard said, a lot of us in the business spend a lot of years together, but then there may be years people go one way or the other. But Rick called me in St. Louis. I'm here in this little town of Valley Center, and I have to get back to my kids at the end of the year. I can't promise you anything. We'll start you off as the vice president of operations. And when I leave, I'll do all I can to help you get the GM job, which he did. So I moved from St. Louis for the opportunity here to get closer to our son who grew up with us in Las Vegas and now our grandkids who are the greatest two kids in the world. (laughs) That's awesome. As I tell my wife, if there's reincarnation in the world, I want to come back as your grandchild. (laughs) If there's there's such thing as that, my goal in life is to come back as Marion Howard's grandchild because that's the greatest place. Yeah, to spoil rotten. I love that. Oh, when they call on that. YouTube or what is it? FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. If yeah. you had a million dollars in one hand, ask, would you like the million dollars, Marion, or would you like to take the phone call? There's no question. It's not. A good and I question. mean for real. She yeah. would turn that down. I need five minutes with these kids. Absolutely. Way more than I need a billion dollars. So, so awesome. That, that means everything. So we got here in 03. Tiny small casino. But what I noticed was really dedicated, hardworking people. 
they had gotten a bad consultant to try to help them open this tribe. They did all the right things, but the consultants did not do all the right things. Mm -hmm. They just didn't know what they didn't know, I guess is how the saying goes. So I said, you ready for a move like this, Marion? Sure. Let's, uh, let's give it a try. My wife is kind of always the, uh, the voice of the underdog right. as the baby of 16 children that no she way. is. Is that right? 16? 16. She's number 16. Wow. Oh, She's the goodness. only one born in a hospital. No way. We have the number two sister who's the greatest 84-year-old kept woman in the world that lives <laughs> with us. So in my house is number two and number 16. Oh, wow. And wow. I'm going to say I know a lot of people in the world, but I don't know two more positive people in the world than my wife and her sister. That's Every really day cool. is the best day. Best day. Yeah. There's only four kids left, so they've unfortunately had to bury 12 of their siblings over the years so there's just three girls and the one brother left so they're just like happy every single day every day is a good day in our house i come home it's like the ritz carlton positivity plays a lot yes and ari knows this speaking of ari because he loves this story every day i've come home for 35 years and i don't know too many men that can say this when i that door opens i get a standing ovation from my wife (laughs) with the whole clapping and the whole yay and that's so cool it's fantastic well it's 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 a it keeps it keeps it going it keeps everything fresh and and exciting and then you know you know how much she loves you so that's awesome and she means it yeah i'm like not that good believe me (laughs) and it's like life is good she's all in yeah she is all in she's all in yeah fortunate enough to have found the nicest person in the world well not only that but she embraces your passion and she knows what makes you a better man and that's pursuing the things that you know have gotten you to where you are today yep she allows me to do my thing but again having her sister with us for the last 11 years has made it much easier because you all know and howard knows there are some late nights there are some long days Our busiest days are the rest of the world's days off yes. and holidays yeah. and yes. weekends. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly what it is. Marion was in the business all her life. She worked at Ruth Chris. And actually, when we got here, was our food and beverage director for the first couple That's of years. That's how you snagged her up? I, she, <laughs> I snagged her up at the seafood restaurants in Miami. Oh, she yeah. was the manager. I was some poor fry cook. <laughs> fry cook. Nice. To, so she used to bring me lemonade behind the... Uh, oh, there you I go. was sweating like, well, you know what? <laughs> right. and one thing led to another, and here we are 36 years later. So That's awesome. Pretty cool. So now I was here for five years, and some old acquaintances of mine from the Rio were opening the M Resort. So they recruited me. So it's kind of an interesting story because the M Resort opened in a really tough time and didn't uh, wasn't able to do all the expanding they thought. So two years later, most of the staff, including myself, had to be let go and left. But fortunately enough, Valley View was going through a transition at the time and asked me if I wanted to come back. So as people like to say here, I'm actually the 8th and the 10th general manager of Valley View. It's kind of an interesting story. Yeah. The second time for seven years, the first time for five. So I've been the general manager for 12 years, over 14 years, if the math makes sense to you. When was the toughest part of this journey for you? And what did you learn uh, during that process? No question being out of work for a little while. Yeah. It's certainly a humbling business, and the old saying, you do learn who your friends are. Yeah. Sure. But fortunately enough, first I went back to work as a general manager for Ameristar. Mm-hmm. So it always made me feel good, because in our business, kind of at the upper levels of executive, it's rare that a company will invite you back. So it always made me feel good that I got invited back twice by two big companies 
So either I did it pretty good the first time or I left the right way or all that. But when you're out of work for six months, it wasn't easy. Sure. Because you're used to getting up every day and doing something. And, and doing something. We, we joke, too, because everyone's like, you know, when are you, you going to take a day off? I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what that means. So to, if I had to, <coughs> excuse me, if I had to take six months off or something, I don't know what I'd do with myself, you know? People are like, hey, I, Derek, when you schedule me, I really want, you know, two days off in a row. And I'm like, two days off in a row? What the hell is that? Like, who even gets that? I, I wouldn't know what to do if I was just at my house for two days, you know? Um, so I, I'd imagine you probably learned a lot about yourself in those six months. And, uh, but what you're saying, you know, you're obviously doing something right. And when you do things right, when people want you back, it gives you that motivation to just do even, do even better for them. You know, you want to just keep working for them, keep going harder. So you guys have built Value View Casino into what it is today. And that's, uh, pretty exciting. And I, I see there's expansion going on. So that's, uh, pretty exciting. 100%. Yeah. We're, uh, adding 42,000 square feet of gaming and dining space. We're just finishing up the design now. We'll break ground in April, and it's a 12-month build. So three, four months from now, we'll break some ground and build a, a nice addition. Pretty attached, obviously, to the casino, but won't interfere at all with the business level. So we'll be open during the entire year. We're actually doing a temporary entrance that's even more convenient than our front entrance. So the guest will really enjoy that in-between year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when we reopen or, re or open the addition in April of 19, we'll go from 100,000 square feet to 142,000. So roughly a 40% addition. Spreading out the slot machines more. Howard's going to add a new uh, burger and beer concept. That's nice. going to be a cool concept yeah. for we everybody. We've yeah. got craft beers coming all around the property. But... Uh, yeah, couldn't be more excited. Having opened a lot of hotels and done, done a lot of expansions, there's nothing more exciting than making the place better. Yeah, better, it's it's going to be kind of hard because you guys are winning so many damn awards, right? For, for I know, your, right? Set the best. bar very high. Everywhere. Yeah, so I mean, how much better can you be? But it's it's awesome because I'd imagine you guys are having a Sometimes people can't even eat everything because you're you're too busy or whatever it is. Expanding is just going to allow more people to come and enjoy all that great food. Absolutely. Not we, just food, but a just great experience. We have a tremendously loyal group of guests. I mean, there are some amazing <laughs> statistics about our casino. We see 2 million people a year, and over half of the people live closer to another casino. It's That's, something that always resonates in my mind because generally location decides where most people that go. That means you're winning. No, it, it totally A million does. of those people, if They're they went choosing, to their closest yeah. casino, would not come to us. I'm not kidding. It was my first time there, and I have that shitty Hollywood casino in my, right by my Inhumul, and I am going. <laughs> I'd rather drive casino, an hour. <laughs> an hour with my wife. We're going to stay there and have just you know hang out because it was just such a great experience. The, the hospitality there. We were, we were walking around. Your guys' staff, who's in the kitchen, are all smiling, saying hi. You know, they're the security just, when they're coming. They're checking in on their work. There, they were, know? yeah, they were at, they were very excited to be there. They took pride in how they dressed. Their uniform it was immaculate. The back of the house, I mean, the the back of the house tells you everything. You know, and you know, Howard took us into the into the coolers into and the trenches. And I'm, you know, looking underneath the cam shelves and it's spotless. I mean, it, it is spotless and it is a testament to, you know, the values that drives the entire company. Because if your walk-in looks like that and your freezer looks like that, and I mean, you guys brought us fresh pastries that we watched them make. I mean, they're, they're in 
for the amount of volume that you're doing, you're utilizing every single square inch of all those different rooms. And there's, it, it's a dance, you know, you're literally putting on a dance, a symphony, a ballet with all these different moving parts, seven different concepts, just under a thousand employees, all these different times to take care of the guest. And, you know, I'm out there right when we, right when we met, um, Howard, we had, there were some regulars that stopped by and they're, you know, talking to Howard, like he's their best friend checking in. This is, you know, and Howard was interacting with them, but that, that means that he cares. And that means that you guys all care. And a lot of executives are usually the people that are in the office that are behind the scenes. But when you're on the front lines, you learn so much. No and, doubt. You know, Howard I'm sure it's brought us to a whole new stratosphere in the last eight years. And I felt good, actually, while I was at the Ebb Resort, just before I came back, I got a call from Valley View. So I knew that we were still friends, and our food and beverage person is leaving. And you know food and beverage. You've been in it a long time. Who should we go get? I said, well, there's only one name that I would recommend. I'm not sure if he can leave St. Louis. And he has a giant, big job as the head of all culinary activities for this big public Ameristar company. But it's definitely Howard Silver having no idea that a year later I would be back connected with Howard. But yeah. in your seven years, Howard, here, you have really brought a culture that I'm proud to say my wife started, Marion, and then we had excellent food and beverage people. But Howard looks at things a little bit differently because he's been right in the middle of it all. Yeah. So he doesn't ask for anything that he hasn't done. Most people say then you wouldn't do yourself, but I go another step. This is things like he's actually done. Yeah. Right? And we're busy, and he's out there bussing tables as the vice president. As we have our vice president of casino, Randy and Mike, they're out there pushing in chairs. I'll get out there. That's what it's all about. So we try to set an example for the 900 team members sure. through the uh, through the executive team that we appreciate what you do, and it's all about you. and. We're all out on the floor, I think, more than any other casino. That, that means so much, you know, to Derek and I. That's probably why I got along so well with Ari Siegel. You know, Matt Savan is doing the same things. But you can't, when you're the president and you're actually there and you're understanding the entire operation and you're with your people that are in the field and you're with the guests and you see the, you know, the hockey game, how it's produced, the in-game promotion, how you, you see things from a different side that you never would, you know, if you were if you were far removed from that. And, you know, when we put on our events, we try to hit as many different pressure points that we can, that we can to. help out so that we can, you know, help our team the, the following year for that, that event and um, whatever that might be. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the same blood type, and it's, it's awesome to hear what you're saying because I can't tell you how many times people were like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're, I'm back here doing stuff. Don't kid yourself. I, I clean that bathroom still. You know, I'll, I'll still go there. Sure the first time I came in, my dad, you know, I tell the story a lot, but I was going to go cut ribeyes. My dad's like... What are you doing? I'm like, I'm gonna cut some ribeyes for the case. He's like, No, you're not. You can go clean that bathroom. I'm like, Oh my god! You know, I just got done playing in the in football, and I'm like, You tell me I have to go clean this bathroom? It's the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, go and do those things, and being out there, and going on the floor, helping with the produce, helping doing those things, interacting with your consumer, they become so much more vested in your company, and then they want to just keep coming back because it's an experience. They know Bruce, they know Howard, they know everyone, so they keep coming back because that hospitality is in your blood. You guys are doing it. That's just, it's awesome to see from a micro level, like sure. what we are, but to see we, you guys on such a macro level. scale it, level, like, yeah. It, I mean, the way that awesome. you scale it is, it's so impressive. I mean, we talk, you know, with Howard about 
all the different job codes that you have in the back of the house and you know how many chefs you have on staff and Jeez. the different ways that you have to find ways to incentivize you know your team because in the hospitality business it it, it you know it, it's not sexy there's a lot of the things that you do is just it's just hard fucking work you know you're busting your ass you know in the kitchen in those hot hours you know like like back when you were uh, getting those lemonades from your wife <laughs> your wife to be i mean there's a reason you need that lemonade because it's hot as shit <laughs> yeah there's a lot of unsung heroes yeah back absolutely. in those kitchens and uh you know it's uh when it gets busy they're still getting paid the same rate yeah they just have to work that much harder and you know they they the good news is we built such a culture there that everybody loves it. Yeah. And everybody, we try to, you know, everybody gets appreciated and we do what we can for, you know, that's the one thing I really love about this company is we believe in doing the right thing. And it doesn't matter what situation it is, we're all going to always come up with the best resolution or solution and move forward. Yeah. And so. We- Go ahead, John. Yeah, the the right thing is often ex- the expensive thing. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at it, you know, from a big corporate standpoint, you know, there's a lot of decisions that can be made. If you're just looking at a P&L and you can look through and itemize this line, this line item, go, oh, well, why can't we cut that? You go, well, that's fresh berries. Well, those fresh berries, you don't understand. Like, that's that special touch point that's going to make his wife or my wife when we go and she's out at the pool and she's like, oh, my God, this is an amazing bowl of fruit you know that that's a touch point that's something that you can't quantify on a pnl you right. know because that's that long-term relationship that you're developing and that loyalty that you're developing with your guest and just like the fresh salmon yeah 2500 pounds comes in twice a week fresh salmon we break it down and we get it within about 36 hours of being out of the water it comes fresh to us directly we break it down ourselves we portion it and you know we have guests that just come in just for that product because it's so fresh, you know, and salmon's one of those things. It's a love or hate. It's the only place where I eat salmon because I know I'm not going to get that old fish taste. I mean, it's just fantastic quality. But you've, you've made that commitment to that menu item, but you've also made it because of leadership above you believes in that vision. Absolutely. He's willing to go to bat for you when that, you know, when those, when that food cost comes in and you say, yeah, the food cost could have been, at 27%, but we're at 28% because we made that conscious decision to get that fresh salmon. If I hit those numbers, it'd be really <laughs> But uh, Since you mentioned it, it's actually a good point to know that the entire food and beverage food cost for the entire company is 65%. Oh, my God. So, uh, just 65%. to reiterate your that point. That is unbelievable. Because we also offer specials that, at the buffet midweek, $10 yep. lunches, $20 Jeez. dinners, all the lobster, so shrimp, let's talk, prime let's, rib. Let's talk about the lobster. That, that's uh, kind of a claim to fame for uh, those that are listening around the world that don't know about the famous lobster buffet. Uh, let us know a Absolutely. little bit about how that started. And One of the points when we got here in 03 was what can be different. Obviously, the buffet, which has now been expanded and will also be expanded again in next year's build, was the key driver. And like other places we've been, as I looked at all the competitors, they all looked at their buffets as like a necessary evil. And the chef of the buffet was always miserable. And they didn't give me the steakhouse. They gave me the buffet. Well, we reversed that. And our best chefs work in the buffet. Smart. And I said, why should we just do seafood on Friday nights? That's the general public. Why would we not want to incentivize the Monday through Thursday guests? So when I proposed lobster seven days a week, 
we got some interesting feedback <laughs> from my peers and the owners uh, of the company, who, by the way, are really nice people. I think there's a lot of misnomers about tribal gaming. Yeah. From someone who's been in riverboat gaming, the biggest stage in the world, Las Vegas Strip Gaming, and now Indian Gaming. The Indian Gaming is by far the most invested, the most receptive, the most supportive group. Because like you said, food cost in the world of public companies like Caesars equates to stock price. Yes. We don't have that issue here. So we have been given tremendous respect by our 180 tribal members who are the owners of the company. Bruce, we trust you. We know your resume. We know what you can do. Hire who you want. Do what you think is right. And it really is a tremendously successful 14-year story of what's gone on. It's a long-term commitment they have to you. Yeah. You know, they they understand that it's not going to be just because you're putting lobster that you're going to all of a sudden start making all kinds of money. It's one of many issues. But we went to the seven-day-a-week lobster, and it took off. Yeah. And we are now the largest single building lobster user in the world. Wow. Red Lobster is always going to be number one because they got 1,000 stores. But as far as one building, nobody in the world buys more Maine lobster tails than <laughs> Howard Silver. Wow. Nobody. That is that is impressive. Now, did you have like a proof of concept that, you know, you tried this somewhere else at one of your other locations that you thought it would work? Or you just said, hey, let's just go with it. Great question. <clears throat> it was proven that the seafood nights at all buffets was the driver. Mm-hmm. So... It was never proven that every day would be too much or would work, but I took the concepts of everybody's specialty nights is the night they push, the night they drive. Why not make every night a specialty night? Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a risk, and it, like you said, probably raised the food cost that day from the 27% to our 65% (laughs) overnight because you can have all you want. You can go up 40 times if you want and have 40 lobster tails, which I think is the record Howard told me. 40? Yeah. Oh, really? Hopefully uh, no one tries to break that. (laughs) (laughs) Once I get down to my weight, I'm going to come go for it. Well, the good news, and I really appreciate you saying it, this is the only buffet where we have more people coming for the vegetables and the salads than anywhere I've been. Every buffet is about the carving station. Yeah. But here, they don't all eat just the protein. We have a lot of vegetarians who love our mm-hmm. buffet. Howard buys the best berries, the best fresh vegetables. The salads are all hand-tossed an hour before you eat them. Everything's coming out of the garbage and bakery we, we all watched, day long. We watched it. We watched the So, bat- again, the I appreciate you saying that. And we do have people who drive an hour and never touch the carving station. Well, it's, it's hard because, like I said, you know, being on what I'm doing right now, it's when you go to these places, sometimes it's just – the vegetables just aren't as appetizing. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm not going to touch that. You know, I'm not going to eat that. But then to go watch it and see it, I'm like, dude, I think I had two plates almost full of, of vegetables. And I had, you know, I did go to the carving station. Don't kid yourself. I had some, uh, some <laughs> New York. Some of that smoked yeah. turkey. Yeah. Had, the smoked the turkey York. was awesome, yeah. too. Um, but, I mean, it was it was awesome for me. And it, there was so much value there. You know, there's for me, there was just a ton of value. So I was excited to see that. And it's a great point. And most buffets don't do fresh berries or fresh asparagus Mm -hmm. or spinach salads and the best lettuces and the best tomatoes. They come Mm -hmm. in in pallets. You guys are getting pallets of asparagus. 65 pallets. 65 pallets of asparagus. Which, I mean, is testament to what you guys are saying. I mean, obviously, you guys are seeing the the value in that because obviously people are eating it, putting on their plates and taking it, you know? We're a scratch kitchen still. That's 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 hard to find, but we're making every soup, every sauce, every stock, 
we're only using fresh vegetables, even the Brussels sprouts, so we're back there cutting them. Yeah. Right. You know, we're doing everything we can as fresh as possible, as often as possible. Yeah. I mean, the way that you're batching things just to make sure that you're putting the, the best quality out on that buffet line, you know, it's a testament because there's extra labor that you have to have to ensure that that happens. I mean, we, we know from doing our micro events compared to that, but in order to batch this food, to put it out in that quality, you have to have people assigned to each of those proteins or each of those stations to make sure that that happens. You could reduce your labor and it wouldn't be the best quality because then it would be sitting there for that much longer. Right. Yeah. Howard makes a great point. I doubt on the strip where there's 30 casinos that three of them have their own butcher shop. There's yeah. certain things that have been farmed out and no mm-hmm. longer exist, but at Valley View, Howard's we got his it. own butcher shop, yeah. Love it. his own bakery, his own garmage. Yep. Nothing is bought, like you said, cut up fruit or cut up carrots or celery because it is a huge difference. It's about a week, a week time yeah. between how we do it and how you might buy a bag of carrots. Sure. So it is all about scratch, and Howard oh. has done a lot of that. And uh, I mean, it's not just the scratch buffet. It's you got the seven concepts that you're working. I mean, you, they, yeah. these aren't outside restaurant restaurant concepts or franchises coming in and you know doing that. You guys have made a commitment to offering your guests a variety of different options. You know, from BLD to the black and blue. You know, those are commitments that you're making that are conscious that cost a lot of money and take a lot of time to execute. Because, those, that, I mean, that's a different concept that you have to work, the product mix, what's working, what's not working. How do we, you know, get more people to come in and, and purchase steak when we have such an awesome buffet? Yeah, and we have, uh, you know, talking about it, talk about the black and blue. You guys got voted number one steakhouse, right, in San Diego. Yep. I know you're kind of talking my language. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what what differentiates you guys do you guys do any like gargonzola fillets do you do you any how do you how are you guys cooking it what's your guys deal over there uh our technique that we use for all our steaks is as is a sear mm-hmm. on the outside when we finish in the oven because we have thicker cuts so we to get cooked to perfection that's the best way um we have a we actually make our own salt blend and seasoning from scratch. There you go. We do a lot of different things. The attention to detail is phenomenal. Um, every item is, you know, we, every week that we open, we're getting all fresh product. We're starting from scratch. Every week we start from scratch. Right. So it's nothing that, you know, could be around for a while. You know, even the chickens are coming in three, three times a week. Um, you know, every product just in general. And then we use different techniques for different things. We'll use sous vide for short ribs. We, you know, we just it depends on what preparations we're going to do. But um, the value that we have on that plate, we also run a $40 menu currently. And it gives you three appetizer options, three entree options, and, and dessert options. And for that price and for the level of service and attention to detail that you get, it's, it's unrivaled. Yeah, there's no... No one else that does anything like that for that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, like we said, it's just so impressive to see all that, you know, and the attention to detail. Like you're making your own rubs and all that stuff. That's that's awesome. I mean, you don't you don't see that. You can buy it, um, but I know us here we do the same thing. You know, get a nice little coarse salt and different things that we make for our steaks, and um, it's it's hard it takes a lot of effort but you know we have to make sure you do that because that gives the value and it's it differentiates you from everybody else yeah bacon and bread fresh every day right before we open 
Uh, I mean, there's just all different types of things that we keep contributing to that restaurant to help it evolve because that's that's our business is to evolve. We can't stand still. We have to always kind of step it up, make a change, improve, do whatever we can to make, you know, continue our success. And we can't leave out the huge fucking fish tank that oh, I saw that there. Was amazing. That thing was I ginormous. I can't believe we didn't get any pictures and of that. Salt, We're going to have to go salt, back and get some. Yeah, that saltwater tank. <laughs> so we had a saltwater tank growing up in my house, and, you know, we had, you know, live reef and all that stuff. What goes on behind the just the uh, you know presentation is so much more. People don't understand how hard it is to maintain a fish tank like that. How big is that thing? Thirty three hundred gallons. Wow. About uh, six years ago, I think uh, five and a half six years ago, the show on Animal Planet tanked. Yeah. Actually approached our marketing company, okay. Innovision. We'll give a shout out to Innovision, yeah. Rick and Alana, and the team at Innovision. We who appreciate that. Have been with us. Rick was our vice president of marketing at the casino for years, and uh, wanted to open his own agency, which we said is fine. As the anti agency, the anti agency. I love it. I love. I love. I love what Rick's doing. The fact that Rick and Alana are here supporting you guys. Um, it means it means the world to us because you can't do it without a team, and you guys have obviously oh, no. been together for a while. Um, they do a fantastic job, and uh, the only caveat to Rick opening his own agency is that we will be your only casino, <laughs> and you will be we will be your client forever, and you will never take out another casino. I think we said within a couple hundred miles or something. I love so that's with a, with a handshake, well. right? But the uh, <laughs> so we were on Tank the show. They approached the marketing team, and cool. Rick really? came to me, and we went to the whole group and talked about it. Really so. Cool. If, again, if you want to look up YouTube, oh, there, it is. there it is. It's on our TV here. That's our episode of it. We started uh, with 3,300 gallons. And again, all the fish were minuscule. And now, if you go there now and look at our fish now, they're all gigantic. And we learned so much about fish tanks. Yes. And the first question that anybody would ask, well, are they getting too big? And we have a great... <laughs> Uh, business that helps us, the group out of Long Beach that mm -hmm. does all the work, and they said, no, fish are incredibly smart that they will only grow to their environment of which they're in. Mm -hmm. So if that tank was twice the size, they would be twice as big. If it was half the size, he said, they would never get bigger than half that size. No matter what they ate, they know how to survive with so many fish, which is now over 150 fish wow. in our 3,300 gallons. And if I could, I just want to mention something really special about Black and Blue, because I still believe it's the only restaurant in the country where you can gamble after your meal to see how much your check will be. I love that. So we have a separate dining for dollars table. If you order our steak and lobster, where we present 10 cards, you pick out whichever card you want, and it ranges from free and I think seven of the cards gets you a lower price, but it is gambling. So sure. one or two of the cards are 5 or $10 more. And we have people who don't even eat steak and lobster that's, who come in just to order it because they so have cool. to play the game. That's so, so cool. It is a very cool game. Well, yeah. we, uh, I mean, I remember getting out of college all, when I'd go out with my friends you do credit card roulette and I was like well who's going to get stuck with the tab and like this is actually you can actually do it with the with the house which is even better yeah it's, that's it's really cool it's a really fun game and uh people just love it so let's they talk just, a little bit about sports entertainment and how that's kind of shaped your career and I mean you know growing up 
having the F and B background, but you know, talking about Fight Night and Caesar's Palace, and now that um, you guys have naming rights for Valley View Casino Center, which means a lot to us because we sell barbecue down at Valley View Casino Center um, with the Gulls, and that's you know was our connection with Ari. But talk a little bit about sports entertainment, sure. and the philosophy behind um, you know gaming and the hotel business. Food and beverage in general and gaming is always intertwined with sports. I mean. Fight nights at Caesar's Palace at that outdoor arena, whether it was the fan man fight or it was Hagler, Leonard, and Hearns, those three fighting each other. There was just such an electricity in the air. And back then, as the head of food and beverage, I played a big part of it. So we were out there for a week before setting all this up. Now you got 14,000 people out of the fight. And everybody stay until the bitter end. And we had a lot of restaurants at Caesars, 12. But still, at the end of the day, I only had 1,500 seats. So you got to figure, you got 14,000 people. None of them have eaten. And everybody wants to eat in our restaurants sure. when the fight ends. So we got, we're getting 14,000 people into 1,500 seats. So <laughs> for a food and beverage guy, you, you Caesars Palace was the ultimate challenge. <laughs> right. We'd set up stands of, you know, and you can't just do a regular hot dog stand at Caesars. It's got to mm-hmm. be sushi and it's got to be this so when you walked into the casino at caesar's after a fight you couldn't walk five steps without somebody offering you something to buy in the way of food that's how we got around the restaurants would immediately fill up and we'd stay serving till 1 a.m on fight nights wow you know you got the palace court and the bacchanal these famous restaurants that were going all night as long as people wanted to come and eat were you guys doing all that in-house in-house caesar's was famous for being really the last group that farmed out any restaurants never when i was there yeah then the forum shops opened Mm -hmm. so that worked out well i was there which again i think is still the biggest party i was ever involved with because caesar's catering did the forum shops opening oh wow and it was 140 stores and every store had to have something in the front of their restaurant either at hot food or you had cold food or you had a bar or you had pastries or you had something so we had to set up 140 buffets that night and the first night was 10,000 people and i think they were all given 5,000 you know the high end private party and it was so funny because a year later, you know, we knew all the shop owners by then. Hey, Bruce, I found another champagne glass that was left because <laughs> they put the glasses in between all the dresses sure, and the right. racks. So for like a whole year, we were getting stuff back from this opening night party. But you're also making relationships. It was a fantastic, it was <laughs> through, one of the through best food and beverage, experiences you can, you can make of my life. Relationships, right? Yes, but the tie into sports is direct. Mm-hmm. We've had a fantastic time with Ernie and his dad and everybody connected and now was that uh, part of was that under your watch how you guys got sure. that deal yeah yeah I did they approach again, they uh, approach you they or? did approach us uh-huh. and uh we became good friends with nick baker one of the senior vice presidents for aeg sure so it was kind of the timing was right aeg had just bought a uh, part of the building or the aeg owns the majority of it and ernie and his family own the rest of it so we're going to spend this money we're not really happy with our title sponsor. We'd love to have you guys. And over the course of a relatively short amount of time, Rick was with us then, and Rick was involved with uh, helping us make the deal. And it's been a fantastic six years. It sure. really has. We've enjoyed every minute of it. The Han family is first class. AEG is just first class all the way. And our guests love it. And it also helps our guests because there are a lot of varieties of shows there that as you probably know, we're one of the only three casinos in the whole state where everybody's 21 and older. Yep. 
But we have shows then because everybody wants to know where their parents go to eat and gamble. So we use the casino center. Our guests bring their kids or their grandkids or whatever. And there's such a great variety of shows down there that it's just been a home run for us. Yeah, so We really enjoyed it. It's one of those things when you're talking about sports properties and sponsorships, it's, it's very difficult to do it right. But when you do it right, there's a synergy that actually can drive prop, drive fans both ways. Because, you know, if you look at Qualcomm, I mean, so many people know that Qualcomm's a stadium. Very few people know that Qualcomm actually is a technology company. Um, so the brand awareness is there. Yeah, That's because right. the Chargers have been playing there and the Padres played there before it. But, you know, when you do Valley View Casino Center, now when when you go down to a hockey game, you see the integrated things that you guys are doing to give awareness to the hotel and casino, mm-hmm. which if it's done in a way that's not forceful, which you're just giving people permission to come and check you out, now it becomes something that's awesome because now they want to come up and spend that time with you. But you also have some another way to help reward the people that you do business with that are your loyal guests. 100%. And we had a suite for all the Charger games for 10 years, and we have our suite at Petco, so we support all the local sporting events and as you say, when the goals came to town, that was just another win-win. And Ari is still a good friend of mine. And I really appreciate the way you two mentioned that he's just going to be a winner at whatever he does. <laughs> he's one of the most impressive, what I would call a young person sure. in his 30s yeah. that I've ever met. He yeah. just has a way about him that says, I'd probably like to work for him. <laughs> yeah. And wherever he's going to do, now it's in esports. But in the three years with the goals, like you said, now Matt is a great president. But Ari really set the stage for success down here with the casino. And I thought I was pretty hardworking at 70, (laughs) 80 hours a week. I mean, I think he worked 24-7 when the goals were here. Every minute of his life was about that. Yeah, and Matt even gives him credit. Matt even says, hey, man, I came in here and Ari had already, like, pretty much drafted it out. And I just kind of came in and, you know, he's obviously doing a phenomenal job in in himself. But uh, Ari just, uh, like... We we joke about, but he's just—it's a different breed. He he just—he's an awesome, awesome guy. Very much so. Yeah, or he's just a first-class guy, and uh, we still chat all the time and keep in touch. And uh, know he's expected his first child. And I always appreciate somebody who doesn't want to know whether he's having a boy or a girl, so he's on the outside <laughs> of that. So they're not going to know until that baby pops out. Well, I think he, I think he wants to know, but Corey, Corey said no. Right. So, so upper upper management said no to that. Right. Shot down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Derek, uh, Derek, Derek's got another one on the way and yeah, family, uh, you know, integrating family into what we're all passionate about is something that's really important. You know, we got to spend time with Howard, um, when we went to the buffet and talked about his, you know, fantastic. his kids, five uh, kids, five kids, it's, five <laughs> kids, that's a lot of, you know, to, to have your wife support you and to have the five kids and, you know, to work as hard as you do to run that operation. Um, you know, it, it's very impressive for us. Uh, it's very impressive because we know, you know, the sacrifices that my wife has to make and the sacrifices that Derek's wife has to make, um, for us to keep doing what we love to do. And the best part is, is, Throughout this journey, you know, for us, barbecue has just opened up all kinds of different doors, um, you know, to have you guys spending, you know, a, a morning here with us, bringing us pastries and buffet. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, we're spoiled, humbled and spoiled. Very humbled and spoiled. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. It's, it's awesome. And, and to be able just, you know, it's very rare that you can just sit down with people for an hour or two and just get to talk to them. And in this day and age, it's, 
everyone's on their phone or doing something else and um we're honored that you guys would take that time out to to come down here and, and shoot the the shit with us because you know we're we're two guys that are aspiring to be the best we can be and and learn and um what i am always impressed with sean about is is he's always a proponent of education always wanting to continue to learn and i feel i'm the same way we just i'm whatever i can grab from somebody whatever you know i, I try to try to learn every single day and you know it's a blood type that we don't stop we just go you know and uh we're, we're excited about what the future holds oh i'll pass on what Howard said from the minute I saw him walking around with you yesterday and we spent a few minutes, he said, this is going to be a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Our kind of guys and, you know, obviously former NFL player, I think a breeding uh, in sports helps in life as the team concept and all that. And sure. how finally just you were talking about your former coaches and former players says a lot yeah. about you. And uh, food and beverage is a little bit of a different breed. The transition into becoming general manager over the whole building was an interesting one for me. But having the somewhat of the math background in my DNA helped with the uh, gaming side and the marketing side. But it's really a common sense business. The casino business is no different than any others. It's all about loyalty. Our average guest comes 24 times a year, which is a tremendous amount, wow. twice a month. Again, over 2 million people a year, and they come to just uh, spend four or five hours there. We're, our competition is really the malls and the Qualcomm's. We're not looking for people's last dollar. We're looking for just middle-income people. The same $100 you might spend on dinner and a movie, just uh, come with that amount of money to the casino and hopefully go home with two, 300 And sure. if you lost the 100 you went to a dinner and a movie. So that's who we feel we compete with. It's a, it's a business just like any other. It's highly regulated. We also believe we give the fairest value, not only in the food, but on the gaming floor. We're all about volume. So the truth is you have the best chance to win in our casino because of the way, you know, there is a little bit of leeway how different gaming companies can set the rules of blackjack or slots or all that. And we're all about giving back to the guests because we need you... We want you 24 times, not right. just one time. We're not looking to empty anybody's wallet. That's not what we're here for. Sure. Talk about the, so you, how many table games do you have? We have uh, 15 now. We're going to 24 with the expansion. We have 2,000 slots now, which is uh, quite a big part of our casino floor. We're in negotiations with the state now, as every tribe in California is, renegotiating an extension on the gaming compact. The original gaming compact was a 20-year compact signed in 1999 with then uh, Governor Gray Davis. Uh, 58 tribes, I believe, signed that compact. Now there's, I believe, 62 tribes that can do gaming. About half of them have signed an extension. Most of the extensions are going to 2035 or 2040. So at some point before 2020, we'll have a new compact. So our new casino floor will start with 2,000 games under the existing compact, but we also have the ability to go to 2,500 games, which is where now the standard is on the new compacts. So at 2,000 games and even at 2,500, it's going to be a much roomier casino, much a little more elegant, a little more spread out. So it'll be a lot more comfortable. Another dining option, which will be great. The whole draft beer concept that sure. uh, we didn't want to do it till we could do it right, as yeah. Howard likes to say. And now we can do it right with the new restaurant. So it'll be available at every bar. It'll be available at every restaurant. 
I think we're running 21 lines we decided to run. So we'll have 21 draft beers going, and it'll be great. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about the draft beer, how you're going about the process and living in San Diego as the craft beer capital of the world. I mean, we're, we're very spoiled to have, I mean, geez, I don't are, they, are we over 140 different microbrews? I it's mean, a lot. It, it's a lot. I mean, it's nowhere near where we were before Prohibition, but it's uh, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're growing, and they, they continue to be supported. Yeah. People drink when they're happy. People drink when they're sad. I mean, people continue to drink. And a lot of these beers are getting a lot better. I mean, we were so far behind Europe in, in the, the balance of our beers because people were so hop forward, and they wanted to create this big punch in the mouth and these big wows that people are starting to understand that it's not that way anymore and people really want a balanced beer it can still be hobby but you know your ibus don't need to go over 90 and san diego is starting to understand that and it's just becoming such a well-balanced beer now that we live in uh this great town so i mean how are you guys going to go about picking who gets to come in That's gonna be- <laughs> well you know the, the like you guys said there are so many varieties out there we're going to hit a, a good mix because you're going to have everybody from the strong IPA type mm-hmm. drinker to somebody softer who likes like Cali Creamer or something right. like that. You know, we're going to, the good news is now with the keg sizes also, you don't have to buy full kegs. You get some ponies. Yep. You can change the lines more often. You know, our, our big focus is going to be make sure we have fresh product all the time and we're turning it over. So, you know, it gives us a lot of options to alternate and change as we see fit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to, to work with, with beer, and it does get a little trendy sometimes, so you got to always kind of stay in, in on top of that because sometimes people are really liking sours, but you put sours in the, in the lines, you got to clean them because it has um, Britannomyces, which is a bacteria that, that grows, so you got to change the lines a little more. You don't want diazetol growing in your lines, making sure you're always staying on top of that. It's, uh, it's good <clears throat> and to have the variety. And, you know, a lot of people are going to ciders, too. Some people are having ciders. People want to draft cider. Um, should be exciting, though, to see. I, I would imagine the growth that you guys are going to see in that that area is going to be huge. Yeah, one of the – I mean, we talked about it when we visited, but one of the biggest improvements, capital improvements that we made to our restaurant was going from eight taps to 24 taps, you know, building a walk-in cooler so that we could actually put those um, kegs in there and run our glycol system to – run it to uh run it to the bar and you know Derek was instrumental in helping Eric my GM and us pick you know which beers are going to are going to come on develop those relationships and now Corey um our producer here he's been taking over the beer list working with our bartenders working with our regulars he's been doing a lot of R&D a lot a lot lot of research and development on that beer part of the job (laughs) yeah it's uh but it's also been helpful for me to you know I've always been so hyper involved with every step of the process but now to pull away and let somebody else take the reins um, allows for a lot more development. Um, it allows uh, for a lot more creativity. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a better customer experience um, because they're going to come in and they're going to have something that, you know, maybe they've been wanting or maybe they've been asking their bartender for. And, you know, now somebody's listening and now they get to actually enjoy that, you know, with their barbecue. Well, just one more thing where you can add value to their experience. You know, exactly. someone else that's coming, you're adding a little bit more value, keeping them there. I'd imagine you want them there longer and, and to, to have fun. And that's that's one thing you're adding with uh, bringing in all those taps. And how do you uh, talk a little bit about the rewards program and loyalty programs just in, cons- in casinos in general and how you guys differentiate yourselves? Absolutely. 
And just the last piece on the beer, I think it's important to know, as Howard brought up, doing the right thing, because we got a lot of people, or you got to brew it, and there's 140 experts in town. Yeah, right. We like to go to the experts for things like this, so we may come to you two now, knowing how much you two know about it, and help us pick our 21 beers. So. Sure, sure. But there's so much expertise in this city. Our business is the casino business. Right? Yeah. Our business is the beer business. But we offer a great rewards program to uh, both first-time visitors and ongoing guests. A little bit more lucrative than other casinos. I mean, again, Harris is the 800-pound gorilla down the street. Mm-hmm. They have a database of millions of names. We have a database of a few hundred thousand names. They have worldwide advertising and all that. So we're really the mom and pop shop, maybe as you might be against the Tony Romas or whoever yeah. the chains are. So we're in similar businesses here. We know we have to do a little bit more, but we want to do a little bit more because you get the return. I mean, 24 times a year times 17 years. And I think the record last year, and we track a lot of things with analytics. Somebody came 330 times last year to Valley View <laughs> Casino. I think it was the number one guest. They came oh, almost wow. every single day. That's awesome. But first time guest, basically, as long as you play a little bit, you get money back on your first visit up to $100, up to two free buffets, just for really playing the same couple hours that you will. So we want to make your first trip a profitable trip, or at worst, a break-even trip. Mm-hmm. And then immediately you start getting offers to us. We have a very, very complex, sophisticated database. Rick and I and many others are still of the adage that hard mail is the right way to go for a lot of things. So we're still a little bit old school with that, where Harris is mostly all email. We have a nice email program, but we also respect people's lives. We kind of have a limit of no more than two emails a week Mm -hmm. from Valley View. That's big. Because Harris, again... And they bought Caesars, so I have a fondness for Harris, and they're a fantastic company. I know a lot of their people, but 30, 40 emails a month, in addition to the other 8,000 that you get every week, is too much. I will sure. unsubscribe right away. I mean, yeah. I'm not kidding. And you're, you, in the, you, you're in the vast majority. If you send it too much to me, it's right. gone. I will not get it again. I'll unsubscribe like that. Boom. And Boom. nothing that you get from us does not come with an offer. We mm. don't do any propaganda. We yeah. just don't. Every email, every mailing is to let you know what your rewards are, which, are, again, are probably the highest in the city, what's coming up, what Howard's introducing, which is a whole new buffet menu on January 8th, I think Correct. we're going. So 40... Well, I, I guess I'm going to have to come to that one, too, Howard. <laughs> 40 of the 200 items will be things that we have never served before. Oh, cool. So it's... That's a lot of work. If you need any help for R&D, I'll, I'll come and I'll... Uh, I think we started in June, so it's been a seven-month labor of love, and uh, I think Howard and his team has uh, been in my office as much as I have talking about this new menu, because... That buffet, it's our showroom, it's our golf course, it's our shark tank, it's our draw. It is, it's I love I love the fact that you said you reverse engineered it because that's we talk about that all the time. And you know, if if the buffet is a place where a chef goes to die, like that that's a that's a problem with the concept. The entire concept's wrong, you know, and like then you should maybe not even do a buffet. But you guys have embraced the buffet and made it the highlight, the showpiece, the thing that, you know, is that's where you want to be. 
you want to be there because that's going to be your marketing dollars moving forward. I mean, the money that you're spending there, that's Derek and I going and telling our wives, hey, we need to get up to Valley View because this place is amazing and you're going to love the vegetables. You're going to love the fruit. You're going to love, you know, the lobster, the salmon, all these different offers that you have that aren't standard. You know, they're, you're doing things differently and you're making those conscious decisions, which are a risk. You know, when you did the, the seafood, that was a risk. That was a risk that I'm sure you got a lot of pushback and, you know, maybe it wasn't a voicemail like I, I got <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast. But, you know, those are the things that, you know, the persistence that you have to have in any industry, in any business, especially in anything that you're doing food and beverage wise, um, the persistence to continue no matter what, because no matter what, I mean, it's one of the things we tell our staff is no matter how, how that experience goes with that one table, you know, you might have a table of four that was really difficult and, you know, they were having a tough day, but somebody else is going to come through the door and we can't like, we have to be a relief pitcher in baseball. I mean, you, you just have to forget all about it. You know, you have to forget all about it and you have to embrace that next guest and you have to do your absolute best to make their experience memorable so that you're remarkable. Well, how many get, how many places do you go that aren't remarkable? Right, and that, that's that's a big thing. You can see when you go there, it's it's important for them to create the experience <clears throat> every single time because it's unfortunate. But we live in a day and age. If you one out of ten times sucks, you remember that one time, right? So you have to just stay on top of it, quality, and just make sure every single time is awesome. Well, if they know they came ten times and out of ten times it was awesome, guess what? We're, we're gonna go fucking. We're gonna go right back there. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a uh, it's an experience that they're creating a movement, if you will, <clears throat> to do the right thing. And it's it's making uh, obviously it's pain because you guys are expanding and doing the right thing. So people are wanting to come and wanting to be a part of your movement. Well, you opened me up to a good uh, wristband that we all wore for the last ten years because you're talking about ten, so. As you can see, we all wear a wristband that says 10 for 10. And what that means, and it's been embraced by the entire company, through research, and it's still true today, the average casino guest will meet up with 10 of our team members. You might start with a valet parker. You might meet a blackjack dealer. You'll meet a server and a busser, likely, at a buffet. You'll probably head to the cashier, to the players club. So we've got 900 people to embrace the importance of their one interaction and basically what the bracelet 10 for 10 means if all 10 of those interactions go well wow we'll see them 23 more times that, but if it's nine for 10 or eight for 10 or seven for 10 are you really going to drive farther to get there to your point there is no second to 10 for 10 yeah you know if you're sitting on a highway maybe like a pachanga or something like that you might be able to get away with eight or seven for 10 or nine but not when you're the 15 miles off the highway. Sure. People have to make a concerted effort. Nobody's coming to Valley View just because they're walking by. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Set up in the mountains of the Palomar Mountain Range. We've expanded the roads. It's really just 10, 15 minutes from the North County Mall. It's a pretty easy drive up. It's very picturesque, but still comes down to the service. It still comes down to the hospital. I absolutely love that because we, because of where our restaurant is and where his butcher shop is, I mean, we've had to embrace things a lot differently. You know, location, location, location was always, you know, this is how you buy real estate. This is how you open up a restaurant. It's all based on location and it's all based on the transaction and the volume. Yeah, we want to do volume, but we want to be, we want to, we need to embrace exactly what you said, the 10 for 10. And we talked to our staff. It, you're not going to, you might not remember the parking staff that helped you park. You might not remember the host that smiled and welcomed you into the restaurant. You might 
you might remember the server for sure because you're going to spend the most time with the server but the person that is the prep cook the person that's plating that food on the line they're all part of that process and they're all part of the person that's going to decide wow i have i was so impressed i have to write a five-star review i have to go and tell somebody else because this was so amazing that this these this company is doing things that other people aren't doing and but it takes it takes a concerted effort and it takes intent on every single step of service to make that happen. Absolutely, and we have a very extensive training program. And I'm proud to say that in the worst of times, that 07 through 011, the first thing that most companies cut, you know, the training can wait and this can wait. We've increased our training budget all 14 years that I've been there. We all, from me on down to everybody else, has the opportunity to go to two or three training classes every month, put in in-house. Jessica, our training manager, who started her career at Hard Rock Casinos, has been with us for 12 or 13 years, does a fantastic job. So we're proud of what we put back to the team members. There's over 50 benefits. We're still one of the last casinos outside of Las Vegas that lets our employees eat all they want as often as they want for free. <laughs> we, 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 we saw, saw that. We saw our that. employee dining room, as you noticed, does yeah. not have turnstiles. No. Nobody's swiping a car. Like Howard said, the main word. We trust everybody. Right. Yeah. Take all you want. You know, don't waste it. Eat it. And it's the same vegetables that's in the yeah. buffet as in the team dining room. You know, we may not serve the lobster in a team dining room, sure. but the 30 items in there are the same as the 200 items in the buffet. And no, our team I, members appreciate that. I want to put in an application right now just for the, it's the a free great food. place to work. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Come man. on. Well, awesome. I mean, we you you can tell just by walking through when we walk through that staff lounge how excited people were to be with each other, and they were excited to be at work, and then they were excited to go to the buffet line because mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, I talked to Howard. The, the menu changes. They keep variety and. That means that you guys care. You care about the people that are going to be taking care of the people that are going to keep you in business. Um, I really love that bracelet. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it just it is what what we stand for. Yeah, know? what do we try to look? You just got yourselves on. Look at that. Cool. Boom. Awesome. Man. Yeah, there's actually uh, also the first name promise, which we try to use. So it's a bracelet that says 10 for 10 and FNP and a be great saying that is kind of a back of the house saying. You know, I saw that too. I saw you guys had um, quotes on your uh, on a whiteboard. That, yep. Does that change? The quotes it change? Does, all the That's time. pretty cool. It's a, it's a little thing that, um, you know, we're, we're starting here too. We're going to do it once a week and put on a chalkboard and just a little uh, motivational thing and um, some things are gonna be you know maybe a little more witty and funny and just something to kind of lighten the mood a little bit because again on a micro level we're trying to create an experience because we don't have anything that's really proprietary at a grocery store besides the experience that they're going to get we have some recipes that are award-winning as well and we do those things but look you can go get usda prime beef somewhere else we're not the only ones that carry it um you can go get you know organic salmon for sushi grade somewhere else what we have to do is create this experience for people and it's it's what you guys are doing on a macro level and i mean like, again, I keep saying it, but kudos to you guys, man. You guys are uh, doing it right, and uh, we're proud that you guys are up here, and we can call you guys friends. We loved it, and it's awesome. my first time through the market, and just walking up here to chat with uh, you two for a while gave me my first chance to walk through, and that market is immaculate, and the prices look great, and I could tell everything was fresh, so it's my first time 
cool. at your market. I've had your barbecue at the <laughs> casino center quite a few times, so can't wait to well, uh, try some of that later yeah, on. Gonna... But I was very impressed. It's a it's a high end market with low end prices, which is what we try to be in the casino world. So it's funny you say that. My my theory is, you know, you always say the three nickels instead of one dime, right? But I'd rather people come in here every single day than only see them on the holidays. And so, could I get more for my for my meat? Absolutely, I can charge the same price as some of these other places are charging. But I want to see your face every day. I want to see a warm body in here getting your stuff. And if I'm giving you value and you're walking out of my store excited and I'm still making a living, I did something right. And that that's all I care about. And I'm not trying to retire tomorrow, so that doesn't matter. I'm trying to create something that my kids down the line. I'm a third generation owner. Hopefully, my kids want to do something. If they don't, they can be their own person. That's totally fine. Um, but I want to give them something to be proud of. And if it's if it, you know, like I said, when I first got in here, it was it was ran down. I mean, the, the store, my dad had two. Um, one of the aisles was closed. What we've done in 10 years since I've been here, it's just been, it's been pretty crazy. Wow. So um, we're, we're excited about that, but we're trying to create our own movement of just bringing everyone together. Um, it'd be easy for Sean and I to hate each other. We're just down the street from each other. But there's what what brought us together is just we're the, we're the same type of people, and we figured... We're better together than we are against each other. And let's create a movement where everyone is positive, comes together, because there's so much negativity in this world that I just don't think we need anymore. So uh, we need to be the change that we want to see, and that's what we're trying to do. Well said. And Howard and I were both impressed walking through your supermarket, and it's got the down-home feel. We had a nice greeting at the front. they couldn't have been nicer. Well, uh, we uh, we can't thank you enough. We encourage all of our listeners to uh, follow you guys on your social uh, platforms uh, at VV Casino Hotel um, on Twitter. In the show notes, we're going to put uh, links uh, to the casino website, and that's valleyviewcasino.com. Uh, if you guys ever make it out to San Diego to come out for one of the barbecue, Del Mar Barbecue State Championship or Spring Valley, um, make sure to make a trip up to Valley View and say hi to Howard and Bruce. Um, they're doing some very, very impressive things that um, I'm sure the rest of the casino world is taking notice of because um, it is a very competitive market. No matter uh, no matter what business you're in in this day and age, uh, we all have to work to find ways to uh, add value to our guests and to have great team members. But for Derek and I to have barbecue open up doors for us to spend this morning with you, uh, meet people like Rick, um, that's willing to come down here and back you guys up. You guys brought fresh pastry. I mean, <laughs> first class, man. Ev- everything that you do is um, it, it's it's very very humbling for for Derek and I to see um, leaders uh, doing things like you're doing in the in the F and B world. And I know whoever's uh, on your team, you know, we we saw him up there working, and you know we. That can't happen unless there's leadership at the top. And, you know, what's going to happen with Valley View? Uh, we're really excited to, to see the new expansion uh, to come up and have some. Uh, I won't be having any of the draft beers because I don't drink, but Derek, Derek, Derek and Corey, and uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll take care of that. But um, we look forward to, to watching the journey. Uh, everybody that's listening, uh, anybody that hasn't written a review, we appreciate uh, the review. And uh, we'll, we'll be coming back soon. Another episode every Friday. Every Friday. And don't be uh, afraid to, to share with us. Yeah, share, share with, with us, us your, your, your journeys. Journey. Um, you know, we're here to help in any way we can. Sean and I are uh, big proponents of transparency. So if we can help out and, you know, allow you guys to, uh, you know, not make some, some of the stupid mistakes we've made, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll help you any way we can. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Bruce and Howard. Uh, we appreciate it. And, you guys uh, rock. Let's, let's, go get some bar- let's go get some barbecue.
Thanks for having us. It was our pleasure, and we hope to be back. And Absolutely. See you up at the casino. Well, we'll be there. We'll be there for we'll, sure. <laughs> uh, we met some new friends through all this, and yeah, that's absolutely. really most important. So your right. staff's been wonderful, and wish everybody, your friends and family, happy holidays and new year, and be safe. Yeah, out this there. was a great, great way for us to uh, to wrap up the new year with the podcast. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. We, we can't do it without you guys. So uh, keep tuning in and let us know uh, what's what's going on in your barbecue journey. Bye.